Hello and welcome to the All Prediction No Production Podcast. I'm Jared Floyd. This episode's going to be a tad different. Our first guest, the best man in my wedding, naval officer, golf enthusiast, father of two, and University of Louisiana Monroe alum, Philip Smith. We talked to him about uh, a whole bunch of things, specifically, though, talking about his journey in becoming an officer in the United States Navy and all the stops along the way. Take a listen. All right, here with a college friend slash meteorologist slash naval officer slash golf extraordinaire, Philip Smith. Uh, Phil, (laughs) um, before we um, jump into a whole lot of um, uh, details, obviously everybody knows that you're a college friend of mine but you know give everybody your your background sure yes so i uh i grew up in richmond virginia okay um, i got an opportunity to i always had a love for weather and I had an opportunity to be able to come down mm-hmm. uh, to ulm and started the program there and met you while i was there um once we graduated you know i i took the path of looking into the military and did some Eventually was able to do some weather slash oceanography type of things, environmental science types of aspects with it. Uh, I drove some sh- uh, drove a ship for a little while, mm-hmm. so I did some surface warfare things. But um, basically, out of the ten years, ten and a half years I was in the Navy, um, seven and a half to eight of it was in environmental prediction. And, and, and before we even get into the environmental prediction part of it, and, and we'll get into get into uh, specifics about. Uh, you were stationed at Offutt Air Force Base, yes. which, cool fun fact, you were actually stationed at an Air Force Base that my grandfather was once stationed at. Y'all oh, yeah, weren't, that's right. Y'all weren't stationed there at the same time. No, we were not. But A good solid <laughs> five decades apart or somewhere Absolutely. in that ballpark. But, uh, but uh, yeah, we'll get into that in just a second. But, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the other thing is you were actually commissioned, I believe, on the USS New York. So I... So my actual commissioning is when I became a officer was 2008. My right. first ship was the USS New York, and I commissioned that ship, meaning I was a plank owner on. I was the first part of that first crew, and and explain to people why that that ship is so spe- so special. Sure, absolutely. So um, USS New York, um, obviously, it all happened after commissioned after 9/11. Sure, but it had um, seven and a half tons of World Trade Center steel right at the bow, right wow. at the waterline. It's one of those things where it's like, it was that memory, those memories, those thinking about that, that moment, how it kind of changed our country Sure, was leading in, was breaking the water out in front of that ship. Wow. So every piece of that. And what's very interesting during that time, you know, I wasn't a weather guy on that ship. Right, right. You were. I, I was actually a repair division officer, which meant mm-hmm. I had the firefighters on the ship, I had the welders, and I had the machinists. And so when we went to New York City, we were actually commissioned in New York City, um, and we had the firefighters from local areas there come in, and they actually gave us this huge piece of World Trade Center steel, and it had like 343 for the amount of firefighters that were lost right. in there. And it was this massive piece of steel. It was like an inch and a half thick. Mm-hmm. And we we welded it up in the vehicle stowage areas. So that that ship was an amphibious um, LPD, landing platform dock. So we had basically a double helo deck I'm on gonna, the back. I'm going to take your word for that. Okay, because, fair enough. Well, yeah. anybody else can fact check me on that. Call me a liar, <laughs> you know. 
It, it's been a while, but I'm, I believe that's that's what it is. And unless so, they changed it for some weird reason, uh, I listen, think you're good. I, I've been out long enough. Who knows how they change regulations, right? right? But um, but our main goal was to take Marines. So mm-hmm. we would embark. We had about 350 Navy crew on board, and then we could embark about 800 Marines and all their gear. We would put like all the up-armored Humvees and stuff in these vehicle stowage areas all in the interior of the ship. Are we supposed to know this stuff? Yes, absolutely. Okay, yes. cool. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if we're oh, supposed to... Don't, don't worry. I'll let you know if I can't This podcast will destruct in 30 <laughs> seconds. No, wait, go on. Yes. So um, we had this incredible mission and we had this incredible um, camaraderie on that ship of, about being able to uh, represent a healing point in the country and, and kind of for New York city specifically. We, yeah. Yeah. Cause while we were there, we had a lot of people come on board and say, thank you. And whatever else is very earnestly. Thank you. And it, and it was a taking something tragic and turning it into something that can be a proud moment for our nation and everything like that well, again, for that it, ship. And what year was this? It was 2008, right? Yeah, it was 2008. So to it's, it's only, beginning se- of 11. it's only seven years past. Right, you know, we look at this now, and we're we're getting old. You know, <laughs> you don't, and, don't and, you know it? And, but but the other thing to think about is like, you know, that that was six years or seven years past, mm-hmm. and they really started construction of the ship even much earlier than that, probably right. two thousand five. Right. So so um, USS New York was LPD twenty one. Okay. So it's part of the San San Antonio class of LPDs. And so San Antonio is LPD seventeen, so seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and then we were the, we were the fifth ship, okay, you know, in the line uh, to do that. Uh, we always like to think of ourselves that we were not a San Antonio class ship; we're a USS New York class ship, <laughs> just because fans have had, you know, they're all those like little jabs at people because sure. like no, we're more important and you know whatever else and all good fun. Um, but yes, and so so you moved on from that ship and um, and and eventually moved your way in in what order you moved to to slide l so which no, that's where you were with the with new york no so i was in avondale okay where, where the shipyard was right that ended up getting stationed in norfolk virginia okay yep which is just down the road from where i grew up in richmond right right, and right. so and then from there i was actually wanting to go somewhere else and that well and that was where i was able to take my option and to go METOC. Right. METOC being a meteorology, meteorological and oceanography officer. Right. And so I transitioned from surface warfare to that that profession. And I was like, let me go do something different. I wanted to go out to Yokosuka, Japan, and go to the anti-submarine warfare um, detachment out there. It's a pretty cool experience. <sighs> yes. And it certainly was, except I wasn't quite able to go because the tsunami happened. Yeah, and so that the, is the big one that that uh, caused the uh, the the nuclear disaster, for the, the Fukushima. Fukushima, correct? Yeah, and so they were like, "Hey, why don't you go to the main spot in at Stennis Space Center in South Mississippi?" Right. So I'm like, "Well, I'm going back down to all the people around in college." Right. Yeah. <laughs> that sure. They, that I learned and whatever else. So I did anti-submarine warfare um, for for three years down there. We did a lot of. Um, acoustics and sound promulgation through the water how do certain sensors operate how can we detect people both passively and actively cool and 
that's the first part that I was able to start applying fluid dynamics and the atmosphere is a fluid. Exactly, right? And it, it is using those things to get gain a tactical advantage. Right. And to be able to energy through the through the water column and things like that. And it was it was really fascinating. I learned a whole lot there. And so you go from there to uh, Monterey Off it. I go you go you oh, God, time's up. Weird thing. It you, is. So you went from Off it to Monterey. Correct. Eventually. So we'll get to Monterey in a minute because that's where you got your masters. Correct. Um, but um, you, you, you went to Offutt, mm-hmm. uh, Offutt Air Force Base in Omaha, Nebraska, yes. for those that are Where I met familiar. my wife. Yes. Yeah. Be- Bellevue uh, Fish, Be- technically, Bellevue, which correct. is just south yeah, of it's Omaha. Like 30, it's like 30 minutes south of yeah. Omaha proper. It's a stone's throw. Um, yes. And it, that would be like, for instance, a lot of folks say Barksdale is in is in Shreveport, Louisiana, and, and it's in Bossier, I believe. Correct. You know, so it's one of those kinds of right. things. Yeah, it's a stone's throw. It's close enough. Right. But uh, so you were at Offutt. That's where you met your wife. It's, yep. uh, it's where you got married because um, you got married on base. I did. It was Which is really cool. First off, there's a lot of golf courses in Omaha, Nebraska, and there's a lot of fun places to go play golf in, in Omaha because we're both golfers. Correct. Yep. And on, on that note, it's really cool to see because you, you you get to watch them get married and they get to like show their credentials and I wasn't like I'm a civilian on base <laughs> and so I'm like hey you dirty civilian you I'm like know? <laughs> hey I'm here with this guy and they're I, like we had to get y'all you got all y'all's salute. Inf- yeah well, I had to get all y'all's information just right. so you can get on base because off it is a very special base because. Correct. And we will not go into any more specifics than that. No, I, I, I can give you a little. Well, no, and, and I think I think folks that are in it, that are into military and, and stuff that enough that know that Offit is one of uh, it is a very important. It's it's part of one of the COCOMs. Correct. So it's, it's a, it is a, it's US like a command com. base basically yeah. that US Stratcom and it's a joint base now. Right. Even though it's mostly run by the joint Air Force. base, meaning that it's multiple branches. Of yeah, the I work with Army. Uh, Marine Corps, Air Force, and other Navy personnel there, all underneath the same command. Right. Uh, which was a lot of fun. You get a lot of different perspectives on things. Yeah, and so so on that note, you go from Offutt, and mm-hmm. we, we may bounce back to Offutt sure. in a minute, but um, you, and then you go to Monterey, California, yes. which yes. is... Um, it's the the northern, central, central to northern... Central, central it's south of San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and so by about... An hour and a half, two hours ish, um, but it's not Southern California. So if you think it's not like, L.A., San no, no, Diego, no. anything it like is not. that, but it's where Pebble Beach is. Yeah, it's that, that that's really nice place. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so then you get your master's in oceanography there, yep. and um, you know continue through the military. Then you bounce out of the military. You're in the private sector now. Yep. You know, um, you know, doing your own thing in well in, in the Philadelphia right. area. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia, yes, cheesesteaks, yes, they're delicious. Um, are they are, like? Let's be honest. I'm, I'm gonna stop you there for a second. Okay. Are they that good? Are or is it one of those like if you are into cheesesteaks, then yes, they are that good. And if you don't like cheesesteaks, then no, they're not that good. It's it's sort of like how people from New York love pizza, but they have all of their quirks of like what makes it up, and there's like zero consensus. 
And and so there is a proper way for different people to have a cheesesteak. What's a pro like No, you ask anybody and they have it's several different, different okay. opinions, right? Cool. And for me it comes down to good meat, bunch of cheese. I like peppers on it. Some people would call me a sinner. Because they don't do peppers? Right. So Okay. And so you would I think it on the baseline it is the meat, a really good hoagie roll. Yeah, I was just say the the bread. The bread's a big part yeah. of it. Yeah. And then cheese whiz. Like canned cheese whiz. I was gonna ask that, but I was gonna be embarrassed because I didn't know if that was. Well, a I thing. I grew up and it was always provolone. Yeah. Yeah. The provolone with the peppers and the and the chopped steak on it, and but well, a, a lot of them up there do cheese it's whiz. Just a, cheese a whiz. lot of them, a lot of them. What Americans? <laughs> yeah, and it's it, weird. It is, and so, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how they do it. Now, uh, Philly itself, it's just not me. It, it's you know I grew up on the East Coast, but not in the Northeast. Well, you, along again, that bit, Richmond, right? Virginia is more southern u.s than it is it's mid-atlantic it's really Correct. that mid-atlantic the, that like you know, richmond the the charlotte's the north carolina you know, south carolina sure, yeah right and um and, and really i think you you know you really thrived and enjoyed the omaha nebraska's of the world the monroe louisiana's the natchez Absolutely. the natchez mississippi's of the world yeah. that's where you you still have a friend uh joe yeah. that you go down see him and hunt. yeah we go and, hunt down there i mean gosh um Wish I could see a deer again at some point. No, no, I keep going. <laughs> You're down not going to see him in Philadelphia. No, absolutely not. Well, only when we hit him on I ninety five. Right. It's a different. It, it's it's it. And again, how many times have you said to me just right. on the phone? You know, the people here are great. Yeah. You know, I it's just it's not me. There's not enough room for my. You got two kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's there's not enough room for your kids to have a backyard and uh, yeah. move and kind of live on the main and, road. You know, sure. That type of stuff. You know, and and so it's tough. But you know, we spent. Uh, you, you know, you were. Um, you, you know, we both were meteorology students at ULM. Yeah, both graduated together uh, within a year of each other. We we have spent a lot of time on the golf course. I would spend. I would say. We've spent more time. I've spent more time with you on a golf course than I've spent with anybody else. Right. I I would agree that I I would do the same thing. Yeah. I think certainly over the last couple of years, you know, my wife's probably I, caught up in total holes played. You know, versus me and you playing golf. Certainly over play. that period of time. But like for for me, like a long time been my grandfather, who I had played probably the most golf with, and mm-hmm. he's the one that taught me how to do things and. And we were we were playing today, and there were a couple times where it was like, well, how do I hit this shot? I haven't played very much in the last uh, couple years, just with family stuff. Sure, and there's not a lot of room in Philadelphia either. There's not a lot of golf no. courses. And like I said, you have two very <laughs> small children, and and, yeah. and 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 you know you're you're doing a lot of the the the, the kid stuff. Yeah, dad know? dad stuff. You yeah, know, all those which I thoroughly enjoy. It's so sure, much fun. Absolutely. Um, but it's like, oh, how do I hit this shot? Well, think back. How, how, how would Papa want me to hit this? And I walked up on a shot, and you're like, what, do you got a seven iron? And I was like, nope, I got a four iron. And you go, well, okay. And I was like, nope, Papa would hit a four iron right here. Right. And it was a punch shot underneath a little 
trees, had to keep it low or whatever. Yeah. So rolled it up there, right? And we ended up getting par out of, out right. of, out of the deal. Right. But it, it's just those certain things are, are fun to think back to and, and how you go about stuff. And we had a lot of fun, mm-hmm. you know, playing um, for those that remember the the old Selman Field Golf Course. Oh, that's Selman. Over off oh, of, be- of, oh, off of so Kansas fun. Lane and right by the airport there. In fact... If you uh, find a Max Fly Revolution golf ball with the big red dot in the middle, um, somewhere buried on the clearly uh, not in the fairway though. Clearly, no. I'm just saying if it's if you find it on the property of the Monroe Regional Airport, uh, and it's like somewhat buried, and it's somewhere near the seventh fairway mm-hmm. where the the concrete ditch culvert oh, right, thing yeah. is there. That's probably my golf ball because I probably lost a good yeah, yeah. four dozen down that. Oh, left. absolutely! Oh, it's, it's try terrible. to grip and rip it down there. So, so again, sure. Going back to off at Air Force Base yes. and being a, a, a weather forecaster there. Uh, for those that aren't aware, there are a lot of um, national assets, expensive there. stuff. Correct, and so if and if you again, Nebraska, it's tornado alley, hailstorms, tornadoes, yes, damaging wind gusts, derechos, you know, straight line wind potential, all this stuff, feet of snow, yeah, yeah, and so those are all go into account of basically, hey, this is something that we need to keep in mind, and obviously you would Protect. then address. Then yes. you then you would address the much much higher officers yes. with much fancier stuff on their shoulders. Yes, than I, you. I would consistently brief uh, two star um, generals and admirals mm-hmm. um, and advise them on things. And uh, ultimately, to while I was there, Admiral Haney, who is uh, Commander U.S. Stratcom. Can you say their names? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, oh, it's it's common knowledge. What if he hears this? Um. He'd be like, hey, he would, he would probably be like, hey, that jerk. <laughs> I remember that jerk. <laughs> it was funny. Admiral Haney um, was wonderful. He he was somebody because we would operate with him on the aircraft because I was part of a Stratcom staff mm-hmm. that would embark on an aircraft to be a survivable asset in times of national distress. Right. And so it was his aircraft and his staff to do it. And he would have other generals and admirals be on quote-unquote watch mm-hmm. with us so we would go on for one week on three to four weeks off right and be on what we would always call alert and you're in the in the um barracks basically and you would have to be ready to go and it would be one of those things if they wanted to run a drill we have to be go out there get on the aircraft and be airborne in a certain amount of time right um, that amount of time is measured in minutes, not tens of minutes, um, to make sure that that asset is survived. Um, a lot of the stuff that I was doing as a me talk officer there, um, fully unclassed, whatever else I was doing, the nuclear fallout prediction. Yeah. Doing the, which it, is, which is for those that are like, what does that mean? Basically it's right. atmospheric modeling, um, and it, and it of, of basically the particulates. Yes. Yes. Of particulate things matter in the air that's going to travel in the air, um, whether it be radiational matter, 
from a nuclear fallout. Mm-hmm. So if somebody were at, to attack us with a military with a, with a nuclear warhead and there Correct. was a nuclear, you know, detonation and yes. there was fallout, you know, where that would go to. Yes. There's very similar or almost exact, not not ex- almost exact, but they're very similar studies that are done for volcanic corruptions, you know, because it's a very similar type thing that you have to monitor. It's it's the exact same model. It's the exact same model. It is just the input and the, how much particulate is then put up to then move. Right. And And so a lot of our models different in a slightly different particular too. uh, Correct. But our models were bringing in a, a vertical profile Mm-hmm. And you would say, like, what are the winds out of these different layers? Right. And if said thing went flash, would those things get up to that level and then travel a, a certain distance before they fell out? I say that part because I don't want folks sitting there going, that's scary. Like, well, like they're, they're, it is scary, it is. But, but that's also what the mili- it, military how, does a lot of scary things. We And we have to, and we have to prepare, and we have to... Mm-hmm. Um, Hope we never have to do our job. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think it goes from there to, like I said, folks that are in the Hurricane Center and, and, and do the, the Hurricane Hunter stuff like that. And, and there's just so many different... It, we're all working with the same information. We're just doing different things with it. And, right. and, and, and I think... But the different things that we're doing with it are all trying to accomplish the same end goal. Right. And so that's where it's been cool as... as is as I've known you for the last almost twenty years, right? You know, and that's time, crazy. Time is that's nuts. Well, it's like all right. So Davian Hill, yeah, that yeah. works yeah, for the Davian. National Weather Service in Shreveport. Cool We're gonna try to have him on at some point, you know. But it's really cool to have him and 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 talk to him. And I and I stop and I go, I'm you know blank years old, and I met him at this years old, and I've known him for. Oh my God! <laughs> You're right. Over half of my life, and right. it's not because you know, and it's cool. I, like <laughs> I, I'm just fine with it at this point. But uh, you know, Phil, thanks, thanks for sitting down. Like, Certainly, this is something we've wanted to do. Absolutely, and and it may be the first of many because I think there's I, I some. Think there's, some, I think we just scratched the surface. Yeah, I on think these different topics. There's military things. There's there's. Funny stories. Oh, I we got didn't a, even talk about I stuff from college. <laughs> that, um, you know, you know. Well, that's what I, Walker. Walker wanted to ask me a couple yeah. questions, right? And so, and maybe I would love get, to get there. Oh, yeah. You know, so you know, when, when you get back to Philly, maybe we'll bring you in on Skype or something like sure. that. And you know, but it, it's been a pleasure. And you know, thank you. Th- this last um, few days of hanging out and playing golf and just, oh, it's been just, good, man. Having a good time and, 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 and um, you know, watching you be a dad now, which is... Uh, it's, it's one of the best things ever. It so. really, it really truly it's is. It's a lot of fun. All right, bud. Thanks so much. Take Appreciate it easy. It. You too. Yep. As always, thank you so much for listening to the All Prediction, No Production podcast. Walker will be back with us on the next episode. Have a great day. Have a great day.